Hey everyone, gotta tell you, by the way, all real estate gym kickstarts have basically booked out. Tuesday, we moved the venue, everyone, because the room we could not handle. We are at the Cricketers Club in Brisbane. Wednesday, in Melbourne, at the South Yarra Lawn Tennis Club. Adelaide at News Corp. Friday, we're at the Canada Bay Club. Again, we moved that venue. Guys and girls, we are talking a thousand people, a thousand people at the Real Estate Gym Kickstarts. The only one that I believe has got any spots left is the one in South Australia on Saturday. And Michael, sorry, not Saturday. Saturday is not South Australia. Saturday is auction day. Thursday, South Australia. So what am I going to do? Michael's just inspired me. Let me give you three things that I picked up. Three things that I picked up um, from David Goggins. It was a fantastic interview. Excellent interview. And the guy gave back incredible feedback to the uh, uh, organiser. Basically said that he could have kept talking to me for hours. And the reason why is I know how to make people feel comfortable. Hey, but anyway, let me tell you three things that came out of that conversation. Really, really useful. One thing that David Gongan said that I really liked is, hey, Angelo, and Angelo, my, 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 my heart is with you. Um, uh, Angelo Gutsios is a fantastic real estate agent from Novak. And um, he, is, uh, he is related. He is related. Brother-in-law is um, um, the gentleman that has had the undescribable pain, trauma. I mean, this is just a sad situation. Uh, hey, David. It's his brother-in-law is the person that lost three of his own kids and uh, uh, one of his uh, 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 nephews or nieces, I believe. Um, this is, you, I mean, you can't process this. You can't process this. Our hearts, our hearts are, are with you, Angelo, um, and they're most importantly with, with the father, who, if you haven't watched it, you should watch his, watch his, hey, Catherine, hi, Syed, you should watch his uh, press conference this morning. It's on Channel 7 on uh, YouTube or on uh, Facebook. I mean, four kids have been hit on the road by a drunk scumbag. I mean, I hope that this guy's got the ability to forgive, but it seems to me like it's a really hard thing to forgive when someone has taken three of your children away from you and you have to actually... Um, thanks, Steve Georgiakis. Mark Novak has taken out the first set, which is very useful to know. So uh, hanging in here because the game's going to go long after this rant's finished. So I just, you know, as David uh, says, David uh, Dwyer, you can't fathom it. The pain, the pain, I mean, I, need, I, mean, I know the pain I go through with the loss of my brother. Um, I, 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 I can't imagine, I don't know, 
But anyway, like the bottom line is that scumbag, that scumbag who was three times over the limit, three times over the limit, um, um, a piece of shit, the pain. So the dignity of the father who not once, who not once had a go at the driver and carried himself way better than I could even think about it. I mean, I reckon, I don't know, I don't, uh, uh, anyway, listen, there's, I'm going to move off that topic. Um, so David Goggins said uh, something very, very interesting, and that is when you've got pain in your left knee, sometimes the problem is the right hip. And I like that because it's a metaphor. And the metaphor is that a lot of the times you've got to get back down to the source of the problem. And I'll say that again. When you've got a problem with your left knee, often the issue is the right hip. And um, this is all about peeling the onion. This is all about going back to the source of the problem. And for David Goggins, the source was very easy. He had a father who, um, you know, was a disco roller skate uh, rink owner, bashed his wife, bashed David Goggins, bashed him to the point where often he wouldn't go to school because he had uh, belt marks on his body, um, self-esteem issues, totally dysfunctional upbringing, um, a rotten human being was his father. Goggins' father was a rotten human being. And David Goggins struggled all his life. And um, he only was able to move forward. He was only able to move forward when he realized the problem was not the left knee, was the right hip. And that meant for him going back and visiting his father many years later, not to abuse him, not to hit him, but went over to understand him. And he went there to understand why was this man like this? And what he was to discover as an adult, as he began to observe and investigate his father, he began to realize, how Sophia, hey Jonathan, he began to realize that um, his father was pretty much a product of his parents' upbringing. So David Goggins' father's parents had treated him like shit. Now that doesn't basically mean that every person that's got a very bad upbringing means that they then have the entitlement to continue that from one generation to another. And in fact, David Goggins has chosen to actually stop it at this generation. And, you know, he went off and sorted himself out. And, um, you know, like, like um, Jordan Peterson says, you know, sort yourself out, sort yourself out on the inside, on the inside. And um, I can't help it, the amount of time that, um, that I'm having one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions where the, uh, the problem is not the left knee, it's the right hip. The problem's not the listing presentation. The problem is the fact that someone might be heartbroken. And on the point of heartbroken, some of the good advice I can give because there's two people I know that are heartbroken at the moment in real estate that have had uh, uh, separations and uh, relationship breakdowns. And one of the things that I picked up from uh, a relationship expert is 
if you are heartbroken and if you are going through a, a difficult time, there is a couple of things that you need to bear in mind. The first thing is, um, it's useful if you're the person that was dumped to write out a piece of paper, on a piece of paper, to write out all the things you actually didn't like about the partner. All the things, it might be the political views, it might be the way that they looked when they woke up some mornings, it might be the fact that they may have been a little bit domineering, they wouldn't let you order um, exactly what you wanted, maybe they dominated where you had holidays in. Um, uh, identify the character traits that you didn't like about it because one of the things that you're going to do is by focusing and asking yourself what are the things you didn't like about that person, it actually then forces you to realize that just like milk and bread and cheese, that relationships do have expiry dates. And it doesn't mean if that relationship was 10 years that it was a 10-year-old relationship. It probably served a purpose for most of the 10 years. And what actually happened is that there came a time and a date where that relationship no longer served the people. So one of the most useful things that you can do in a heartbroken situation is to actually write out all the things that you didn't like about that person because that actually makes it just a little bit more bearable and a little bit more understandable. The second thing you don't do in a, in a, in a heartbroken scenario where you've been dumped is you don't try and stay friends while there's emotion because trying to stay friends while there's emotion and you haven't actually detoxed out of the relationship yet, is no different to a heroin addict that basically says, I'm just gonna sort of stay friends with heroin. It doesn't happen. You need a clean break. And yes, once the emotion is gone, you might turn around and say, okay, I can be friends. But in the stages where you're still heartbroken, a clean break is what's needed. The third thing is, the third thing is, you, you need to have things to look forward to. You need to have things to look forward to. Because if, if you're heartbroken and you're sad and there's nothing else to substitute things to look forward to, be it golf games, be it, you know, trips away with friends, be it, you know, an eight-week, transformation challenge at a gym, be it um, uh, launching a podcast, be it um, 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 finding a hobby that you like doing, embarking on a fitness regime, whatever it is, you need to have things to look forward to. And I have to tell you, those things don't just happen you need to create them. You need to be the architect of your life. This is one of the things that I'm going to be talking about in the real estate gym sessions myself. I'm going to run people through a template and a development program, which I've uh, been studying some of the best people around the world that actually deliver these sorts of programs. And I've picked the best pieces and I've pretty much been the subject and the scientist myself in this program. And um, I'll be delivering that with, of course, our key speakers around the country. So looking forward to having, you know, Matty Pilios and Chris Gilmore and um, 
you know, I've, I can't remember every name um, uh, that we've got right now because I've you know, been focusing on having a conversation to you about a couple of other things that are on my mind. But um, yeah, um, let me move on to the second topic. There's been some massive news. There's been some massive news, guys and girls, um, in recent times. Um, and the massive news is that the cancer that I was diagnosed with many years ago, which I'm pleased to let you know, I'm NED, no evidence of disease, and I've had a, a number of uh, relapses, um, but I'm clear, 100% healthy, not a single cancer cell in my body, but it had, had a tendency to, um, to relapse. And um, it was always a very difficult cancer to get treated. But I did know in the last few months that they were very close to getting what is to be known as a potential cure. I knew that. My doctor was telling me that they were getting results coming in from clinical trials. There's a clinical trial happening at uh, uh, RPA, Lifehouse. There's a clinical trial, I believe, happening at Peter Mac. And it appears now that uh, the words that uh, weren't given to me in 2006 when I was diagnosed, which was an illness that is considered incurable, may now be in fact curable. And uh, this was confirmed this was confirmed this week or last week on Tuesday by the health minister, Mr. Hunt. Um, I forgot what his first name is. If anyone can actually put it there, I'd love to call him by his first name. What's the health minister? Can someone bring up the health minister's name? But the health minister, Mr. Hunt, announced on Tuesday that CAR-T cell therapy, C-A-R-T cell therapy, had been Greg. Thank you so much, Craig Pony. Thank you so much. One of the great guys in real estate, Craig Pony, long time uh, successful agent in Double Bay and owner of Ray White Double Bay. Uh, uh, Greg Hunt, a, a superb minister, announced the approval of CAR T cell therapy for various forms of lymphoma. And it is extraordinary news. It, it's, it's the most unbelievable drug. You go in, it's no chemo, none of the vomiting, none of the nausea. You go in and um, you have your blood taken out. What happens next is it goes back in, they re-engineer your T-cells and then for the rest of your life you've got soldiers, these T-cells that are munchers that will go off and eat any cancer cell that appears. What's extraordinary about CAR T-cell therapy is that these munchers, these soldiers that they put back into your body are actually there for the rest of your life. This is massive news. This is massive news because we've known for a very long time that Hodgkin's lymphoma was in fact curable, got a cure rate of 95%, but a lot of non-Hodgkin's was not. So this is congratulations, Greg Hunt, who I've got to also say, I'm biased of course, but I've also got to say this guy here has put more medications through PBS that have been life-saving than any other minister. And already there are about 250 people who are about to die that are gonna be given these treatments. And if you don't have the money for these treatments, they were retailing uh, for $590,000. These treatments are going to be free. Now that's a good news story. That's a good news story. Well done, Greg Hunt. 
Everyone bags politicians. That's a good news story. Want to talk about that. Let me also, while we're talking about tennis, because we're going to go on to the tennis in a moment, you know, John McEnroe and Natina, Martina Navratilova. Martina Navratilova. So the other day, apparently, they went onto the court, you know, doing a big ha-hoo about um, um, the Margaret Court and... Um, uh, I don't know, I think it's Margaret Court's, you know, down the path of the Israel Falau that, um, you know, uses dialogue and language to suggest that uh, uh, um, uh, people of uh, uh, homosexuals, uh, uh, it's a sin. So here's my view of it. Uh, uh, No one has the right to go off and slag Martina Navratilova and abuse her due to her sexuality. And on the same token... Um, John McEnroe um, and Martina Navratilona stick to commentating. It's not your gig to go out there and to actually grandstand yourself. Stick to your business. Do your work. Commentate on the tennis, right? Let people do their thing. And on the same token, I say it vice versa. Um, Other people, like other people, you just let people do their business. People should just keep their minds out of their business. And same goes to Israel Folau. He should keep his mouth shut when he goes overseas because I hope he's realised, you know, it's already cost him one contract. Anyway, what's the point of it? The point of it is this. John McEnroe, mate, to be honest with you, some of the behaviour that he carried on when he was playing tennis, mate... He shouldn't be the role model out there telling people what standard behaviour is. Let's move on to that topic. A couple of other things I want to uh, touch on. I want to touch on, there's a book here. Oops, let me bring this out. You know, in a world, let's, let's, let's be very clear. And I don't put myself in that same category because at least I've gone off to, you know, study the research. If I'm going to be in the the business of personal development and coaching and training and having people lend their mind uh, to me, I've made sure that I've done my damn best to get academic qualifications, both um, at uh, personal development level, but also at master's degree university level. And uh, I take very serious the, the, the task and the role of actually helping people on issues to do with mindset, you know? And there's too many people that are failed business people going out there that are rebranding themselves as uh, consultants, trainers, coaches. I mean, for God's sake, the amount of people out there telling other people how to run a business, they've never run one themselves. We see that all the time. See that in real estate industry all over the place. We got pe- we got we 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 got people telling people how to do a perfect listing presentation. They've never been one themselves. So I've said it again, and I'll say it one more time. Whenever you're getting any advice, before you actually listen to the advice, listen to who the advice is coming from. And I think that one of the problems is this that a lot of people don't back themselves and they go off and they back someone that's got no bloody right to be actually giving any advice. But here's the point of it. This book here, which I'm reading, called Change Your Thinking uh, by uh, Dr. Sarah Edelman, uh, Positive and Practical Ways to Overcome Stress, Negative Emotions and Self-Defeating Using CBT. CBT, let me get get to the point straight away, CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. This pretty much underpins all personal development, any motivational training, be it Anthony Robbins, you know, be it, you know, David Goggins, whoever it is, right? Let me tell you straight, 
The template is very, very clear. The template is very clear. It is all based on the psychology of evidence-based cognitive behavioral therapy. And what cognitive behavioral therapy says is the following, that it's not what happens to you, it's how you perceive what happens to you. And that the way that we process things can actually affect the outcome in our lives. And one of the models I'd like to quickly share with you before we go off and watch a bit of the tennis is that um, cognitive behavioral therapy says that there's a triangle. If you can just picture this triangle, at the top of the triangle is a thing called thoughts, what you think, what you think, right? Uh, thank you, Peter. Peter's saying it's going to go to five sets. What you think, what you think, right? Then picture down one end of the triangle on the other edge is feelings. So what you think affects how you feel. So example, if you're thinking optimistic thoughts and you're thinking to yourself, you know, life's good, I'm in a great country, um, my kids are healthy, um, um, and, we, and, and we know how valuable that is, because if you're worried about some trivial, insignificant thing right now, just imagine what that guy's doing right now in Oatlands, that man that's lost his three kids, right? I don't know how old they were, under 10 years of age, I believe, right? So if you're worried about something insignificant, something so minuscule, if you're pissed off about bullshit, I want you to have perspective because that's the other thing that we learn in cognitive behavioral therapy. The problem is not the problem. The problem is the way you think about the problem. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. So you've got thoughts, feelings. So you're thinking positive, so you're feeling good. And because you're feeling good, it brings us to the third part of the triangle, and that is your behavior. You're thinking good, you're feeling great, and then what happens is you go off and you smash it. Well, here's the great research of cognitive behavioral therapy. It basically says this, that even if you're not thinking positive, even if you're not feeling fantastic, you can actually just change your behavior and that changes the whole triangle. For instance, you wake up and you're not thinking about going to the gym and you're not feeling great. So what happens is you don't go. Here's what the research says. Forget about what you're thinking. Forget about, forget about how you're feeling. Focus on what you need to do. Do it anyway and an hour later, guess what? You're feeling happy and you're thinking happy and you're glad you did it. So I say to every person that's watching this rant right here, if you can understand this model, if you can under this, understand this model, you can actually be your own life coach. An example could be on prospecting. If you sit there and say, I'm not going to prospect because I'm not feeling good today, my advice to you is follow the cognitive behavioral therapy model and get on the damn phone. Pick up the phone. As Mel Robbins says, the five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one, Pick up the phone, pick up the phone. And what happens is you do one call and then do a second call and then you do a third call. And I've got to tell you, at the end of the 45 minutes or an hour, depending on how long your call sessions are, you're going to feel better anyway. So this is a really good model for you to be following in 2020. Your model for 2020 is this. 80% of winning is beginning. 
Just start. The first move's important. It's like a domino. First domino goes down, the rest of it you feel fantastic. That's what I want you to do. Because otherwise you're going to be a slave to your mind. Your mind's bloody the most powerful thing. It's also the thing that can be the destroyer in your life. I hope you get that from me tonight, guys and girls. I hope you understand what I'm trying to get at. And that is this. You don't need anyone. You need yourself. You need to master your own mind. And if you can't master your own mind, you just do it anyway. Fantastic book, Susan Jeffers. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Whatever it is, guys and girls, I don't know, whatever it is, if you're single right now, next opportunity you've got, go off there, speak to a stranger. I don't know what you're going to say to her. For God's sake, think of something. Hey, I want to let you know, I've made a decision. If there's an opportunity that I want to say something nice to someone that I'm highly attracted to, I'm not going to lose that opportunity. You might reject me, but I've got to say to you, you are absolutely stunning. And here's the deal. You might think I'm a weirdo, but I'm actually not. Here's my name. Here's my number. Hit me up on Facebook. Suss me out. You'll see I'm no maniac. Anyway, have a great day. That just came out of my fucking head. Who knows? You might get rejected 50, 60 times, which brings me to the next thing. Ooh, the law of probability. And the law of probability basically says this. He who makes the most call wins. Never forget that. He who makes the most call wins. Guys and girls, you know, uh, you gotta be mentally tough. I will say that. And there's a very good book I've been reading by Amy Ronan called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. Recommend that book, recommend that book. Anyway, Catherine, good to see you. Good to see everyone, guys and girls. I am so pumped about this week. There is eight conferences I'm speaking. Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide. It is a big week and I'm looking forward to seeing all my real estate gym members over the next few days. Bernard Desmond, congratulations. Front page on the financial review with his Tesla. Good to see your brother representing all mortgage brokers. Um, other things that I was going to say to you that's really important kickstarts well they're all sold out Brisbane sorry tomorrow what have we got I've got two events tomorrow in Melbourne Brisbane kickstart Tuesday see you there Wednesday kickstart in Melbourne Thursday kickstart in Adelaide Friday kickstart in Sydney I've got another couple events in the afternoons for big uh, the large groups I want to hope everyone has a fantastic week. And guys and girls, the final thing I'm going to share with you before I go here today is this. I want you to understand. I want you to understand there is no Prince Charming waiting at a railway station. There is no one that is going to come along and help you get what you want to get done. You need to help yourself. You are the problem you are the solution. You screwed it up, you're going to fix it up. Understand that? Self-reliance. Most important thing I can tell you is that success is an inside job. Things get better when you get better. Sort yourself out.